0: This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians with your host, Senior Financial Advisor, Rob McClelland and Mike Connan of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I will be discussing why getting a good return on your investments is so damn difficult.
1: Seems like it would be easy, isn't it?
0: You know, we've heard the expression in investing that you need to stay in your seat. And you need to remain invested 100% of the time. And if you get out of your seat at some point, during your investment lifetime, you're, you're liable to, it's, it's gonna cost you. And it's interesting. I was at the baseball game last night with my wife. And you know, the game, it was a zero, zero score, not much going on. I went up to grab a couple hot dogs and a beer. I came back maybe eight minutes later. It was four nothing for the Texas Rangers. The game was essentially over. And for the rest of the game, they just played it out.
1: One little mistake, and I'm not going to say I'm a chess player because I'm not, right? But I do every now and again try to play chess. And the interesting thing when you play chess, you lose concentration for one second and you make one little mistake and you're destroyed in the game. So it's funny, those little tiny mistakes that you think would be only one piece or one inning you miss, it can be the whole ball game, right? So I've been doing a fair bit of
0: thinking about why do we have clients in the exact same portfolio and paying almost the identical fee, and they have dramatically different rates of return over 10 years. Why, why are those things happening? And, and I've, I've, I've really come up with some ideas that I think will help to explain it. And hopefully our audience will, will, will take this to heart We have a lot of clients who are really good at this and who who stay in their seat 100% of the time. In fact, I just met with one today. They have stayed in their seat 100% of the time since they've been clients, and their returns show. They've been in an 80% equity portfolio with 20% in bonds, and their returns are exactly what they should be over every time period you can imagine.
1: Yeah, it's funny. We've been, uh, as we've talked about before, we've been training some new advisors, so they get us prepped for the week and they go through our meeting prep many times and they're looking at all the returns. And the interesting thing is these they've never they don't know this client relationship. So we in the mind know what's happened in that client's lifetime. And sometimes they'll say two people with the exact same mix. They're in an 80/ 20 mix and one will have a return that's seven and a half percent. another one will have a return that's five percent. and they go, well, why is this? And in my mind, I know the history of all all the things that happened to create this, and I've walked them through it. So it's a really, really interesting experience showing them the differentiation and why returns can be different.
0: So let's get started on this. So what I did is I took some basic assumptions, Mike, and I said we're gonna start assume that stocks give you nine percent a year. And you know, there's some data that you know the S P 500s giving you 10% a year over a hundred years, but let's go with nine percent. We'll assume that bonds which typically earn, on average, about 5% a year less. So bonds are gonna give you 4%. We won't even worry about what cash is and what inflation is, we're gonna try and keep this simple. We're gonna start with 9% and 4%. So the first thing you gotta do is you've gotta pick a strategy and the the most important decision you're gonna make, I believe, is are you gonna go active or passive? So Mike, what's the evidence on that decision?
1: Well evidence always leads to an outperformance on the passive side of things. Active managers historically, I believe in any one year it's only about twenty percent that ever outperform the, the indexes. So passive is usually your better result. I can't I don't know the, do you have the figures of how much it, it is? It's
0: about seventy-five twenty five. So over long periods of time. Active managers beat passive managers 75 to 25. Now, you may be lucky and get that 25%, but you're not gonna get them in Canadian equities, U.S. equities, international equities, bonds, real estate, emerging. Your chances of doing that is, you know, 2%. Yeah. So let's go and we're gonna go with a passive strategy. We'll keep things simple for our audience. Just because things are gonna get a little complicated here when we start looking at the numbers. The next decision you have to make, Mike, is you got to decide which portfolio are you in. And let's stay, stay with a simple one. What would be the most common portfolio
1: that most investors in Canada would have? Let's go say retired people. Let's say a 60-40 portfolio. 60% equities, 40% bonds. So that decision
0: is going to cost us some money. Remember we told you stocks were earning 9%. If you put 40% of that money into bonds that are earning 4%, you're going to lose about 2% a year over the next 10 years. So we go from a 9% return to a 7% return, okay? So 7 is the best you could do if
1: you didn't do anything wrong over the next 10 years. And we're talking indexes, so you have to pay to get there, don't you?
0: Well... You do, but we won't even include that in the equation. It's, you know, some of the indexes are getting pretty cheap, but go back 10 years ago, you couldn't buy an index for 10 basis points like you can today. Yep. Next, let's assume you have an advisor. And we, if we look at our average fee that our average client is paying, today it's about 1.3%. So we started with a 9%, 100% return for equities. We dropped to a 7 once we moved to a 60-40 portfolio. Now we got to pay some fees. We're down to a 5.7% return over the next 10 years. Pretty good return. Most clients in a 60-40 would be pretty happy with that.
1: Well, you're way better than you would have been on GICs or anything like that, right?
0: GICs over the last 10 years, probably 2% a year. Somewhere around there, yep. Let's say during that 10-year period, Mike, we reached out to the client because we needed to rebalance their portfolio. And maybe they said, I don't want to rebalance now. And what are the typical reasons why they don't want to rebalance?
1: I'm worried that this time is different.
0: How about, I don't want to put more money into Canadian companies. How about, I think the market's too high. Or I'm worried the market is going to go down even further. So those are one of the four different reasons we hear all the time from clients. And that's going to cost you probably 5% because of not rebalancing that portfolio at the right time.
1: And just to go through it, in our career, this resistance toward rebalance happened during the pandemic in 2020, happened during the great meltdown in 2008, and during the situation in uh, the dot-com crisis in 2001. So each time we had this pushback on rebalancing, It was a horrible time. No one pushes back against rebalance under normal times. They push back when you absolutely should be rebalancing your portfolio.
0: And so that's why I say, you know, even if we put a minimum cost of 5% over a 10-year period, that's half a percent per year. So we've taken our returns. We had 5.7 left. We've now lost half a percent of it. We're down to 5.2%. What's another mistake we often see when things aren't going well in the market?
1: They want to move to more conservative portfolio. They feel there's too much risk in the portfolio and they want to move to more conservative portfolio because things are down.
0: So if they were in a 60-40 portfolio now they're going to move to a 50-50 portfolio. Yep. And that's going to earn roughly half a percent a year less. So over 10 years that's going to cost them half a percent a year. So we're again we're gone from 5.7 down to 5.2 percent. Now these are separate mistakes. We haven't even started to put them together. What's the next mistake that we often see when the market's either too high or too low?
1: Cut off my monthly plan. I don't want to put any more money into this market. They stopped saving at that time. And the reason isn't financial for them. The reason is fear. So that one isn't as expensive because
0: they typically restart the savings at some point. But let's say it costs them you know, uh, 2% because they they weren't buying when things were really on sale. And so 2% over 10 years cost you 20 basis points. So we're at that 5.7% return. Now they're down to 5.5%. So it's not big, but it's 20 basis points per year. The next mistake. Don't see this one as much, but at least 10% of our clients have done
1: this. Yeah, I'd say probably two to three times a year I end up in this situation. And I wish I could tell everyone that I can guarantee they would lose all their money, but I'm not allowed because there's always the possibility that a miracle happens and they make money. But this is the locker room conversations where everyone goes and hears from some guy who's very friendly with them, who tells them they have the next big stock, they found the next big apple (laughs) in the world, or the next big uh, mining company that's going to go through the roof, I found a mining company and they have gold discovered and they have whatever it is, diamonds, whatever that the flare of the month is that they're going to change the world with.
0: And so, Mike, I get it a lot or used to, especially a lot of those clients aren't with us anymore. And here's what happens. They say, you know, Rob, I've got a million dollars. I just want to take $50,000 and put it into this company. You know, all my friends are making money on it. I really believe in it. You know, or maybe it's crypto, or maybe it's, you know, non-refundable tokens. Whatever it is, the end result typically goes to what?
1: Zero. To zero. And we've seen this all the time. Oh, pot stocks. God, go back back five, six years ago when pot stocks came out.
0: So what's that cost? Well, that cost is big because you've taken 5% of your portfolio— and it's gone, so it's gone to zero. So it doesn't just cost you 5% because if you'd left it alone, it probably would have doubled over 10 years to 10%. So it's gonna cost you 10% over 10 years or 1% a year. So your 5.7% return that you started with is now down to 4.7 because all you did was move $50,000 into something that made absolutely no sense. We've seen this happen before and this is a bit of a different one. Clients made a couple of those mistakes. They come to us and they say, Rob, you know, what? I'm really not happy with the return. Judy and I have decided to move to a new advisor. My brother-in-law's advisor, my friend's advisor, he's been earning returns that are about 2% a year higher than you for the last 10 years in the exact same portfolio. And we think it's time to make a change. And I would often point out that they'd made a couple of mistakes along the way, and they they either acknowledge the mistakes or they just push it aside. But they make the move to the new advisor. What's gonna happen now, Mike?
1: There's something called reversion to the mean, which means that the markets create the market's performance. For every time period that you're gonna be above those markets, there's a good chance there'll be an equal time period that you'll be below those markets. So if you've had a five-year record where you're 2% above, there's a good chance the next five years, those risks that you took to get that may come back and haunt you maybe 5% or whatever the percentage rate is below the marketplace.
0: So if you only earned, let's say, the 5%, you made one of those mistakes over that 10-year period, you moved to this new advisor who's supposedly going to give you 7 but you're making the move at the wrong time because your portfolio that you're leaving is probably going to outperform his portfolio by 20% or 2% a year over the next 10 years. That's actually going to cost you 2% a year, because you're going to lose that 20% difference over 10 years. That's 2% a year. So you've now gone from 5% return to a 3% return.
1: And think about it. The last time we heard of someone who could outperform the markets was the Magellan Fund run by Peter Lynch. What was that, 25 years ago, where he had a record of 20 years of outperforming the market? That was the one guy who could come up there and talk about it. I haven't heard of anyone with a long-term history since him. Have you? I really haven't. The other thing is fees. You know, we we talk a lot about fees. We're
0: very open about what our fees are. About 95% of financial advisors in this country probably are a half percent higher in annual fees than us. There are some advisors out there that are lower. Maybe it's 5%, maybe it's 10%. But let's call it 90% their fees are at least 50 basis points a year higher than ours. So that's got to cost you something unless they're outperforming. And we're saying the evidence is that they're not going to outperform. And if they did, they're probably going to revert back to the mean. Yep. Let's go back to our client that's decided to stay with us. They're not switching to another advisor. They're going to stick with us. What's happened to their 10-year return if they've made multiple mistakes during that 10 years?
1: It's pulled down by quite a bit.
0: So we started with that seven percent return. They had to pay some fees, 5.7 percent. They didn't rebalance. they're down to 5.2. They moved to a more conservative portfolio at one point. They're down to 4.7. They stopped investing when the markets were down quite a bit. They're down to four and a half. They picked that random stock that we talked about. They're down to three and a half. That's a big drop. Five point seven to three, three and a half percent, and we see that on clients' ten-year returns. This is a real result that happens from not staying in your chair.
1: And now you're barely above inflation, like you're you're barely seeing a real return after tax on your portfolio. You're probably not even seeing a real return on your portfolio.
0: There are a couple of other things that I didn't even touch on, but I thought of other mistakes that we've seen, you know, over time that the clients are, are typically making. And again, this is not every client and not certainly not every client's making every mistake. Most of our clients are staying in their seat and not making these mistakes at all, but we're seeing a lot of these mistakes. One is when the market's really high, people won't put money in. When the market's really low, they won't put money in. So if they've got a lump sum, let's say they've got a million dollar portfolio and they come they come into $100,000 from a maturing GIC, uh, an inheritance, uh, a payout from their company, they won't invest that $100,000 when the market's on sale. That's gonna cost them at least half a percent a year. Another thing that I see is clients will often move, want to move to a more aggressive portfolio go up 10% in stocks when the market's doing really well. That's going to cost them another 20 basis points a year because they made the move at the wrong time. The biggest mistake we haven't talked about is that move to cash. And we don't see it very often. Probably there's less than 10 clients that do it when the market's down 40 to 50%. But you and I both know the names of all of those clients, and it's a tough
1: one because... It's
0: going to cost them over a 10-year period, roughly 2% a year.
1: And we know that, and our main goal is to stop it. You know, And as a good advisor, your main goal, that's a failure. When you've let a client move to cash, it's really a failure. And we find it's a failure on our part. And I know you can't help it sometimes, but that's the way we feel.
0: You, it's like you almost have to tighten that seat belt. You've got to lock that seatbelt in just, yeah. just so that they stay in their seat and they get the returns that they deserve. Those are the returns they deserve. They, were, you know, if they're in a hundred percent equity portfolio, they deserve those really good returns.
1: It's funny when we do these podcasts. I wish they would help people, but it turns out every client that says he listened to our podcast generally listens to our advice too, <laughs> so they're probably not as affected by all these mistakes. Yeah, those
0: who aren't listening to our podcast, are you saying they're not? They're they're, they're the ones who are making the mistakes. Yeah. So
1: send this to a friend who you think send is going to make to a, a mistake. That's
0: I think that's a great idea. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy.
2: However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.